0: Listening to SBS On The Money
1: with Ricardo Gonsolves. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 17th of October, 2023. Later on Market Day, we will speak with Martin Lakos from Macquarie. But first, let's talk about trade and we had some statistics and a survey from the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry. So while Australia's trade relationship with China is improving, its imposition of barriers on exports like barley, wine, coal, lobster and beef in 2020 has hit its reputation as a place to do business. So for the first time, the U.S. has overtaken China as the most common trading partner for Australian businesses, followed by Singapore, New Zealand and the United Arab Emirates. For more, I spoke with Aki's CEO, Andrew McKellar. Andrew, the U.S. has jumped China as Australia's business leading trade partner. Why?
2: Well, look, I think uh, there's a number of uh, factors, but uh, clearly, Uh, One of the things that's influencing um, those businesses that are responding in this survey, we've seen a number of trade measures being imposed uh, on Australian exporters uh, over the past uh, several years. Clearly, that's had an impact. Uh, Many of them are looking to diversify their markets. Uh, As a result, we're seeing another major major trading partner, the United States in this case, uh, jumping to the top of the list. Now, China is still there. It's still number two. But for the first time, we've seen it displaced in this survey by the United States.
1: You've got the likes of Singapore on that list, New Zealand, even the UAE. I mean, are there any trends that you've noticed to come out of this report with where Australia is wanting to do business and why?
2: Well, I think there's a couple of uh, factors. I mean, uh, businesses are responding, I think, uh, to the pressures uh, in supply chains that they've seen. Uh, over the past a couple of years, uh, in particular, so diversification is one of the top themes that many of the survey respondents are coming back with, and we've seen, you know, that the, they are obviously uh, wanting to look at uh, either new markets uh, or perhaps established markets, but putting some some emphasis there on uh, markets that they haven't paid so much attention to uh, in recent years. Now, the UAE you mentioned—that's one which, interestingly, has jumped up in the survey in the past 12 months. Uh, we haven't yet seen uh, emerging markets uh, or areas like India. Um, there are big opportunities there. We've got a new trade agreement in place uh, with uh, with India. Uh, we're trying to negotiate a more comprehensive agreement. So I think this is something that uh, yeah, will be interesting to see uh, as we go forward over the next uh, few
1: years, whether markets like that also come into the picture. And finally, what are businesses telling you about what's stopping them from doing business overseas and what can be done about it? Well, certainly, um, I mean, there's a couple of factors that uh, businesses are citing. Now, uh,
2: International competitiveness, what does that mean? Um, when we when we dig into that a little bit, what we're hearing is that um, supply chain disruptions uh, over the past 12 months have been a big factor. Uh, that's been, in many cases, uh, pushing up costs for businesses, a lot of them don't have other options. So that is uh, compressing their competitiveness. So that's that's been one of the issues that business has been uh, grappling with. The other one is skills shortages. Now, that's true whether it's uh, domestic industry, whether it's export-oriented uh, industry, but, but uh, that international competitiveness uh, factor and skills shortages, those are the two big things that uh, I think are really, uh, you know, putting some pressure on uh, businesses at the moment. Andrew
1: McKellar from the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry.
2: Now, Market Day
1: on the SBS On The Money podcast. The Australian share market rose today. The S&P ASX 200 up 0.4%. That's despite the RBA minutes for the October board meeting released today, saying that a rate rise is still on the table in the future. It is date dependent, though, data dependent, rather, namely inflation, adding today that the board has a low tolerance for a slower return of inflation to target than currently expected. For more on the day's market action, I spoke with Martin Lakos from Macquarie. The lead
0: from the US markets was pretty positive. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And through our time zone, there's been some more news around diplomatic efforts of what's going on in the Middle East. So I think markets are hoping that things aren't going to escalate any more than what we currently know of uh, in the region uh, there. And of course, there is some news that President Biden uh, may actually uh, go to Israel and also uh, meet up with some of the leaders there. So that's assisting the risk uh, off perspective on market. So a better day for the Aussie market.
1: You mentioned Joe Biden there. How worried are you or how worried is the market about the implications of that Middle East conflict?
0: Well, again, you know, it's all about you know whether we see escalations and other groups coming into the fray. Uh, Obviously, we'd like we we don't want to see that at all. Uh, We'd like to see that to start to settle down. But you know, clearly, there's some expectations that this conflict is going to continue uh, to some extent, and and there's been a lot of news around that. Uh, Look, from an economic perspective, unless we saw some big oil players or disruption to oil production, uh, you know, this conflict, uh, appalling as it is, uh, basically won't have major economic Ramifications outside of changes of, of say, uh, oil producers, uh, as as an example. So, look, it's important. It doesn't help sentiment or confidence, and obviously, it just adds to geopolitical risks that we've already got around the world.
1: Uh, so, oil's one commodity in energy. What about iron ore? Iron ore prices staying above one hundred and twenty US. I think that's on talk of some stimulus out of China. What's your take on the economy there?
0: You know, it does appear that the Chinese are looking to, through their bond markets basically to raise uh, about a, a trillion yuan, so significant amount of money, and that basically is going to be designated more towards uh, infrastructure spend. And hence, uh, that's giving some support to iron ore pricing as a result of that, because obviously uh, more stimulus by Chinese authorities around uh, infrastructure will, will continue to support that price. Um, there's absolutely no doubt though, while talking on China, you know, to, to some extent, their, uh, the, the stimulus packages to date have been been muted. Certainly they haven't gone out with a bazooka, which has probably been a good thing. But I think there's some recognition that uh, there needs to be more to be done supporting the Chinese economy and sort of recovery uh, from the zero COVID uh, situation and that uh, slow decline in economic growth that's been taking place through late late last year uh, in the Chinese economy.
1: Also out today, the RBA October board meeting minutes, um, it basically said, hey, we considered a rate rise, but we, we decided to keep rates on hold at 4.1%. But it was also implicit in saying, hey, there could be another rate rise depending on on future data, particularly inflation. And it seems to be talking tough on inflation too. Um, what do you, what does the market think about the future direction for interest rates, particularly after this statement too?
0: Well, certainly the last board meeting uh, where they had the opportunity to raise rates again, given when you have a look at the makeup of inflation. So the good side seems to be coming under controls to some extent. But also you've also got the um, the, the services side still being very, very sticky. Uh, and that that opportunity uh, wasn't taken up by the Reserve Bank. So really, to some extent, we've got to see what the data is on the uh, September quarter numbers. That's due out on the 26th of October. So there is definitely a caveat around what the central bank might be doing on interest rates. It's certainly Macquarie's view now. We've changed our view that we're now at the peak at 4.1 but you know it's going to be it's very much going to be data driven to see whether the services component uh, starts to come down as well and what is that services component well it's all, it's things like rent wages power costs uh, all those sorts of areas and so they are being a bit sticky at this stage
1: that is martin lakos there from quarry.
0: this sbs on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only